It's like you're a little crazy, you know, you're a little unhinged, a little out there, but credible. I just thought it was kind of a funny saying, and I feel like it encapsulates who I am pretty well because it's like, I'm a little out there, not afraid to show who I am, but I am legit and I get the job done yeah. and like, I know what I'm doing, or at least I try, I'm, you know, learning every day, but they kind of is both sides. It's like, I'm a little crazy and out there, but I'm also like, I've done the thing. Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast, bringing forth the new wave of rising leadership and helping leaders find purpose, connection, and results. This is your host, founder of Alluviance, Alex Kremer. All right, what is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Rising Leader Podcast. And if this is your first time on the show, welcome to the show. I am a little bit nervous about today's conversation. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. We have Miss Julia Carter here on the pod. Julia, what is up? Good to see you. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Alex. Man, yeah, having you on the podcast is a little bit. I feel like I'm just like letting myself be very vulnerable and just be ready, just be beat up by you for some reason. <laughs> There's a part of me that thinks that, but I know that whenever you do that, it is hopefully with some sort of it's a term of endearment when you rag on people. 100%. My uncle always told us we tease because we love. So if I roast you, it's a form of affection. Wow, you have a <laughs> lot of love to give if that's the case. <laughs> so just for those who do not know Julia, which you must be living under a rock if you not know Julia, because she's one of the most popular people on LinkedIn. I say that with tongue in cheek. She is self branded as the slay E. By the way, I thought it was Slay A.E. right before yeah. this call, but it's Slay E. It's not. Alex was like, oh, the Slay A.E. I'm like, it's literally spelled S-L-A-Y-E, Slay E. Can you explain what that even means, by the way? That's a great question. This all came when I got promoted and I was like updating my LinkedIn headline. And before I was the sassy SDR and then I was like, I got to top this off with the A-E. And then I was like, oh, slay-E, because it's slay-A-E. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When did you officially make it public on LinkedIn that you were self-branding as slay-E? It was when I got promoted to be an A-E. It was instantaneous, I would wow. say. It was upon like January 1. We're coming up on one year as the slay-E. So yeah. one could say it was part of your vision that once you moved in AE role, you yeah. already knew. It was almost like it wasn't just about getting into a closing position and advancing your career. It was really about embodying the fullest version of I slay people. Yeah, I'm like literally about to crush this. What does slay actually mean? Because I feel like slay is like a negative term of like you're literally murdering somebody, but mm -hmm. also... What does slay mean to you? Okay, well, so first of all, you're old, so <laughs> you don't understand. But to us Gen Z folk, slay is a term where you're like, you're popping off, you're crushing it, you're killing it. If you're wearing good outfits, wow, the outfit really slayed. Oh, I did so well on that call. Slayed that slayed call. It. Slayed that call. Yeah. And it's like overused and a lot of people find it to be probably really annoying, but it's kind of just like, oh, slay. Oh, sure. Yeah positive. It's a slang term for yep. greatness, basically. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it is a good term. 
You also, on your profile, you say, I am unhinged but credible. I want to dive a little bit more into what that means. But besides that, you are an AE at MarPipe. You are the only AE at MarPipe. You are both building and closing your own pipeline. And essentially, you're just a completely badass ninja sales professional at the end of the day. That is me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. well, I think we can all go home now. I think that's... Uh, yeah, that's it. Podcast is over. Thanks for Powerful introduction. All right. So tell me, unhinged but credible. First off, unhinged. Let's talk about what that means. What are you unhinged from? I feel like unhinged also for us Gen Z folk. Is this like, is going to be a lesson to me of how bit, Gen Z's talk. Yeah. It's like you're a little crazy. You're a little unhinged, a little out there, but credible. So actually, I came up with this. My friend and I were going to start a podcast, and then we just never did. And we were thinking of calling it unhinged, but credible. It was one of the things, but... Then we decided like some people might get too offended by the term unhinged. Oh, it's mean to people, like whatever. But I don't know. I just thought it was a funny saying. And I feel like it encapsulates who I am pretty well because it's like I'm a little out there. I'm not afraid to show who I am, but I am legit and I get the job done yeah. and like I know what I'm doing. Or at least I try. I'm learning every day. But they kind of is both sides. It's like I'm a little crazy and out there, but I'm also like, I've done the thing. So yeah. So your credibility, essentially, you are at least claiming here is yeah. coming from your ability to still be an effective sales professional to close deals to know what you are doing. Yet you got a little bit of that look in your eyes, just a little bit of unpredictability. Like I'm not <laughs> quite sure what she's going to do or say next. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I'll be closing up this year. I'll have hit my quota probably go a little over if we're by the time this month ends, but also praying, in praying economy, to the sales God, praying to the sales gods for you. Oh no, I am. I'm like, hands up, please <laughs> Lord. But yeah, it's really hard. I think these days, especially to be hitting quota. So I'm like, all right, I'm not a liar on the internet. These are the things I'm doing as basically a one man team to sell like a million dollars of software to people. <laughs> Which is not, Easy. So I'm curious about it. So you are the one salesperson at your company. This company is literally living or dying on Julia's shoulders here. I pray for those people who are leading the company literally every single day. It's a lot of responsibility for you. Let me actually ask you that. What's it like being the only salesperson at a company? Do you feel pressure? Do you feel stressed? Do you love it? Do you say, fuck it? What's your whole vibe doing that? Yeah, so I definitely like it, but it's not for everyone. It's good if you get it done. It's very bad if you're not getting it done because obviously it's not like you're on this big team where, oh, if I don't book any meetings this week, I've had a bad week. Like Bob over here is going to book a meeting and we'll be okay. If I'm not booking anything, no one else is booking anything. So that is definitely the challenge. But the nice part is that everything goes through me. We don't really have a marketing team and we do get some inbounds and stuff. So I'm handling all of the things. But the nice part is if we get a good referral or like something like that all comes to me and I don't have a real account list, like the world is my account list. Mm. So it's nice not to be so limited. And there's not like rules that prohibit me from doing my job. It's not, oh God, like this is Susie's account, but I know this person. And then you're fighting over inbounds because someone contacted them six months ago. And they're like, oh my God, that's my account. I don't battle with anyone over that. I'm like, 
everything is mine. Everything is mine. Okay. So how long have you been at this company? A year and a half. Okay. Are you the founding AE? No. So actually, when I joined, we had five or six people on the sales team. But you know, as startups go, things get a little kooky crazy. We had a bigger team. Now we're a lot smaller. So we're only 10 people now. When I joined, we were like 30. So Okay, so out of necessity, they kept the person who was closing the most amount of business and who could keep bringing in revenue essentially at the end of the day. Yeah, me and one other. There was we had another salesperson who's my head of sales. He's the best ever. Love him. Shout out. Taught me everything I know. But he left to start his own company earlier this year. So I've had the second half of the year totally on my own. And then the first half of my year, me and him together. Okay. Yeah. My next question would be being whether you're a founding AE or you're the only AE at a company, or even you're a founder and you're starting like your own thing and you're just your own salesperson. Learning how to improve as a sales professional, not having other people to say, hey, what are you saying? How are you saying about this? Talking about this, I feel like can be tough. How is it dealing with being like just that and being alone with it? And also, even you say, I am unhinged, but credible. Where are you getting your support? Where are you actually becoming better at the trade of what you are doing? Yeah. For sure. Once I was an SDR here for six months. And through that, my head of sales, Brian, like top was training me up to be like almost like a junior type AE. I would take these like really bad demos in the beginning, like with like really bad inbounds just to get my feet in the water. And then in the beginning of the year, he pretty much taught me everything I know. Like my first couple sales calls, I was so bad. I didn't know how to book. I wouldn't book a next step with anyone. I'm like, oh, well, they said they're interested. <laughs> Yeah. And then I was like, why did they ghost me? He's dude, because you didn't get a next step. I'm like, crack, Brian, you're so right every time. So he was a great mentor. But it's also been nice, even though he left, which made me very sad because he was the best. Being able to put everything he taught me into practice on my own has been a really great experience for the past six months. And then aside from that, I definitely reach out. I still talk with him all the time. But with other people who are in the same boat as me being like a small team, because obviously there's a lot to learn from different people doing different things. But speaking with someone who's in a very similar situation is really helpful because we are very crunched on time Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of pressure. So not to say other sales jobs aren't the same, but it's nice speaking to people in a similar boat to learn what they're doing. Yeah. I think there's always value in hearing how other people say or think about it. But then the problem I see so many people run into is they try to sound exactly like that person. Yeah, no, I tried that. So Ako taco, like you can hear too. I hate nothing more than when I get on a sales call. We were trying to buy this email software like a couple months ago. I just got on a sales call with some of these people and I'm like, what are you saying to me? What are these words? They're like, um, would you be opposed to booking a meeting? I'm like, what the fuck? Yep. I'm like, yeah, I am opposed because I don't know what you're saying. So you definitely got to add your own flair to it. But I think that goes to for all strategies, whether that's like LinkedIn advice or like different teammates, like literally anyone take little nuggets that work for you because everyone has different ICPs and strengths and tools and all sorts of stuff. And if you can test 
out a bunch of things, but also do what works for you and say it how you would say it. That's definitely the way to do it. Don't try and be someone else. Especially if the advice that you're getting is coming from your CEO or CRO or somebody like that, because I've had it multiple times where my CRO would say, hey, just go in the conversation, say X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I no. go in there and I spiritually get punched in the face from <laughs> these prospects because that's what a co-founder would say, or that's what a C-level person would say. That's not what me yeah. as either the account executive or the sales leader or whatever it might be would say. And it's just being in rapport of, sure, I can learn something from these people, but I needed it to sound like me. Yeah. It's also so awkward because here's the thing. You can deliver the line you were told to deliver. But then what? Then what are you supposed to say? You can say the line, the prospect can answer. And it's like, all right, now where do you go? You don't even know where to go because you don't even know what you just said. Yeah, I prepped really hard for that single statement there. Yes. Now I am. Now I don't, I forget what I'm supposed to do. For like we reached the peak of this conversation. And there's nothing what? left. I, I said the line. Oh my God. Yeah. So. Okay, so I, I so here's one one thing that's interesting about you. <laughs> weird way of framing this question on linkedin i'd say one of the cool things about you is you are unapologetically yourself it's hey this is how i think and so i share that and yeah. this is what i think about your post and so i'm just going to write it on it and it seems like you just it's like a stream of consciousness you type it and you post you correct sent yeah and it's always hits so well, I remember one time when I posted something and you made a comment on it about how it was so bad. And I think <laughs> your comment got like more likes than my com or my posted. And it was just like, you completely <laughs> obliterated me. But it's why I think it's so good is because it's just, hey, this is me. I'm sorry, y'all, if you're offended, but this is me. And it's really inspiring. It's impressive. I'm like slightly jealous that you can just fully embrace the complete awesomeness of who Julia Cart is. But have you always been that way? Has this been a process of what you've had to go through? Like, how do you allow just the, just Julia come out? Yeah. First of all, you deserve to be roasted. You're <laughs> like, you deserve to be lapped with that email. You deserve that. Okay. Just for everybody who's listening to this, I had a template. I said, this is how you get somebody who's ghosting you to respond. And yeah. the first sentence in the template was, I hope this email finds you well. Yeah, correct. And that it, really triggered you and sent you over the edge and made it, it trigger. It was a trigger. It was just like, really like you're promoting this, but you know what? It's all good. Anyways, back to your question. Yeah, definitely unapologetically myself online and in real life all the time. I feel like I've always been this way. Like when I was eight years old, I my parents, we were in New Hampshire we're, and we took a wrong turn and we stumbled upon the summer camp. And I was like, I need you to send me there. So at eight years old, mm -hmm. I like made them ship me away. And then I also made them ship me away to boarding school when I was 13. I'm like, please, I want to be independent and run around. You made and them ship you away to boarding school? Oh, yeah. I was wow. like, this seems so Zoe 101. I'm going to be so cool. I'm going to be in my little J. Crew. I'm going to be in the fall with my little barber jacket. That was the vision I, I saw for myself. <laughs> okay. And was it everything that you built it up to be in your head? 
Yeah, it's funny. I found this meme that I posted in 2012 of what you thought the dorms would be versus what they were. Like our freshman year dorm was a literal dungeon, but I loved it. It was an amazing experience and it's definitely the hardest thing I've done in my life. Like you think sales out of one person, like being the only seller at a startup is hard. Like boarding school is really freaking hard. Like you go to class six days a week, you're doing stuff, you're booked 8 a.m. to 10, 30 p.m. every night straight. So really? Yeah. You have really limited time. Like you go to class until three, sports, 3.30 to five, free time, grab dinner, 5.30 to eight, study hall, eight to 10, free time to hang out with your friends in the dorm, 10 to 10.30. And then you're beat because you've been running around all day. And that's the sketch even on Saturdays. So definitely conditioned me to be really good with my time, which probably has helped in my job now a lot. Cause I'm like, if I could manage a social life and do three sports and all the classes, then this is easy. Yep. This episode is brought to you by Alluvians. Alluvians is helping sales professionals and sales leaders master the craft of sales by transforming the inner game. Last year, we threw over four retreats and helped over 150 tech sales professionals, leaders, and founders. And next, we got it going on May 3rd through 5th in the beautiful Austin, Texas area. So make sure you apply to Alluvians.co to check it out for more. Okay. Okay. So you went through boarding school. I feel like here's the interesting part about that. I feel like boarding school is trying to keep you in this very square. This is the type of person that we are trying to manufacture once they leave. They enter in as a gremlin and essentially they... (laughs) Yeah, I was awful before I went. I would like to disclose that. I was... Before? I just want to make sure you said before you went or or after you left? Before. Like my mom said it turned me into an angel. Like I was an evil, demonic middle schooler. Demonic. (laughs) I see that for you a lot. How did you still keep up your ability to be so unapologetically yourself whilst going through what potentially is the manufacturing plan for making very polished, like this is how you're supposed to behave, this is how you're supposed to be polite, all this, like how did you combine both the two? Yeah, it definitely is very rigid, but I feel like always, I've always tried to stay true to who I am, just a weird, quirky, myself type of person. It definitely was hard at times because everyone's, you want to be popular and high school is hard just in general. You want to fit in. I don't know. I just tried to keep true to myself. And I also think it has this kind of summer camp element where it's just silly because you're living with these people. It's the same with a college dorm too. When you're living with people, you get into just like silly trouble. That's like really juvenile, which is just really fun. So I think I definitely was able to preserve that. And then I've always kept true to who I am. But the way the LinkedIn started was actually very crazy. I just was really bored in my office at my old job. And I would make TikToks in the office because I was bored. And then I just started posting them. I started posting like dumb stuff. TikToks onto LinkedIn. Yeah, like about how awful being an SDR was. I'd be like, being an SDR sucks. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, this is my 800th rejection. Or I'm like, LOL, me going to the fridge to take my packaged lunch while all the AEs go out to eat because I can't afford to buy salad. Yeah. 
And, and did those TikToks that you post on LinkedIn, they start to have traction? No, like no traction. Like literally no one would like anything. I found a video of myself. I'll send it to you. I think I posted on LinkedIn of me like over two years ago in my apartment. Like guys, I'm starting to go unhinged on LinkedIn. And I got 30 likes on something and I was like, holy shit, like I'm doing. Yeah. But the way it all escalated into what it is today is that this guy named Stefan Connick, he runs this podcast uh, and he had reached out to me. I had maybe 3000 followers. I don't know how I gained these followers. They just were there. I don't know how it happened. Your initial fans, right? Yeah, there. the OGs. I don't know. I was posting dumb stuff. Like somehow they existed. I don't know how. They, they were like, this woman is ridiculous. I'm going to follow. Yeah. No, it was so random. I don't know how they got there. I didn't even know there were followers on LinkedIn. I was like, oh, connections. But he was like, oh, do you want to be on my podcast? And I was like, a podcast? What the heck? Sure. So I went on his podcast. And my first month at my current company as an SDR, I like blew my goal out of the water. I hit 400%. But let's just be very clear. This was my ramp goal. And I'm, I was prospecting to the same people at my old company. So it wasn't like particularly hard for me to get. It was like 24 meetings in a month. It's not like groundbreaking information. 24 meetings a month isn't easy. It's a lot. No, it was a lot. Definitely like 24 good, for a quarter is if it's all outbound 24 for a month. Oh, yeah, it was all all outbound. But I was like, I want to stack them all up because they were paying me monthly. And I'm like, yo, each SAL is going to be worth a lot more if I just roll them all up together. Yeah. So anyways, then I'm on the podcast. He used that line as like clickbait to like get people it's like this SDR hit 400% with only email. And I'm like, this isn't entirely true, but yes. <laughs> And then Will Alred, because he works at Lavender, was like, oh, my God, like, I just listened to this podcast. And he's obviously famous on LinkedIn and talks about email. So it worked out. And that's like how things started to go on the upwards trend. So did, did, Will, did Will have you on his podcast then? No. Okay. no. He just listened to it and he posted about it. He made a whole post. I was like, oh, my God, I'm like famous. And then I just kept up with it. And then slowly have just built shockingly like this following. And I don't try with my LinkedIn at all. I just go on when I want. I comment when I want. I make stuff when I want. Like I'm not really, I don't have a regimented schedule. I just honestly enjoy it. <laughs> so here's my question for you. Yeah. If somebody is in a position where they don't have a following today, they haven't been posting on LinkedIn, they're wanting to be unapologetically themselves, maybe not quite at the level with which Julia Carter is yeah. at, but they want to do. <laughs> Is there anything to actually learn from your journey or is it simply she's just an anomaly and the fact that she is just her, like her essence is what creates it? Or what would you encourage people or guide people to do who are wanting to follow a similar-ish path? Totally. And I think there's very clear and not, I wouldn't say easy, but the best way, like even how I continue to grow today is through commenting on people's stuff. I know Alex, you had talked about this recently, but commenting on stuff is works wonders. It's like really the beauty of the platform is engaging with people and what they have to say. 
And it's also a great way to get started because you're not just, oh, here's this post about whatever, just literally engaging, commenting. And when you keep frequent with whatever circle of people you follow, they'll start to recognize you. You'll start to build a little bit of rapport. Um, you'll start to gain a little bit more like attention from people, especially if you have a comment that people agree with on a famous creator's post or something. Yeah. So I would say comments are definitely the best way to start out and to continue. I think it's really the best way to grow your presence online. So when you are commenting on people's posts, do you have any specific like way that you are commenting? Are you trying to add like value or is it mostly just like the fact that you said, love this is value. No, love this is not value and being like, agreed. Yeah. Praise hands. Sometimes if I have a good friend and I love them and I see them post, like I'll post some stupid content. Oh, geez, this is awesome. Because they're like my friend and I want to support them. But I think in general, like if you're commenting, someone did an email tear down or someone told a story, be like, oh, that's a good idea. But I would maybe do this or oh, that's never worked for me. This has worked for me. Or just, yeah, I love that tip. I've done this X, Y, Z times. And this has been the outcome. Because that's how you really start to engage and have interesting thoughts. If you're just like, huh, cool. No one cares. That's like useless. Yeah. (laughs) What you're trying to do is actually have a voice and have a perspective on things. Totally. You're not just agreeing, but you're saying like, I'm a thought leader within this space, or at least I have thoughts in this space and you're adding value to the algorithm yes and also obviously my linkedin is is unique it's definitely not the traditional linkedin for those who haven't seen it's very i'm very casual i roast people which definitely is not like how most people should be on the platform and you can be yourself without like crossing boundaries if you're afraid your like employer is going to get upset or something like that but i think you're right being a like kind of positioning yourself as like a thought leader in the space by commenting interesting little tidbits yep. is the way to do it. And then it's also fun because you're like scrolling through, you're like, oh my God, I have such a good idea about this. And it's not like a chore where you're like, oh, I got a 20 post today and make 10 comments, only nine more. It's actually something you enjoy. Are you on LinkedIn all the time because I find myself doing that too. It's the classic thing of when you just find your thumb opening up an app and just scrolling through (laughs) and you're like, wait, when did I get on this app? Like your mind just like autopilot into it. I've been posting on LinkedIn for about a year now. I've seen myself move from Instagram being the thing that my thumb found LinkedIn (laughs) being the thing that my thumb found. And I'm just like, why am I here? And they do a very good job of the number of notifications you get. I'm just like, I don't even know why I'm getting these notifications, but I have five notifications that in the past 30 minutes, I need to check out what they are. I know, same. I love LinkedIn. So I go on it definitely probably the most. I go through phases though. Sometimes I'm on it a lot. And obviously I got to do my job too. Got to close the deals, keep everyone paid and fed. Uh, But I'm definitely on it a lot. I go Right now though, I've been in a little bit of a lull with the holidays. I'm just right now... Don't really feel like going on, but I spend a good amount of time on there. But if you're afraid of getting sucked in, you could also block off. I like to comment sometimes or scroll when I'm on, like walking on the treadmill or something, because it really sucks you in. I'm like, it's been 30 minutes. Like, awesome. (laughs) I 
have a deep hatred for treadmills. I just want to highlight oh, that. Oh, same. I only use them to go on a stroll after my Pilates class. Mm. That's its only purpose. You and go it's on a stroll, but that's the thing. You can't actually go on a stroll on a treadmill because you're not going anywhere. You're just walking. Yeah, that's true. Away. It's just a walk because you can't be walking around with your head down typing. And right. on the treadmill, you can. You're okay. safe. If so I see. Okay. So if you're wanting to multitask while yes. you're walking, a treadmill is very beneficial. But Correct. if you're trying to walk on the West Side Highway or something like that while oh, you're yeah. texting, that's dangerous. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me ask you this. You know, you've been an AE for a year and a half and you've developed this brand for yourself. When you think about where Julia Carter starts to go, for what's, this is such a different podcast interview than I've ever had. I'm less curious about the topic of leadership on this call, even though you are a leader in your own right. I'm more curious about just like the life of Julia. Yo, I'll give you my full social schedule rundown. What yeah, I'm just like what what's day in the life. <laughs> At Alex's retreat, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to stop being so social and take care of myself. I just can't help myself. I need to be doing things. It's You're a part a of my essence, I've decided. It's a part of your essence. And I love yeah. the use of the word essence right there. Yeah, I it, But as you go and continue, where do you feel called to be going and continuing to grow? Is it, have you ever done stand-up? I'm just throwing that one out there. I'm assuming <laughs> people probably asked you that. Do you want to continue being the AE? Have you thought about leadership? Are you going to open your own company that essentially is a, a whole like thing about shitty salespeople like what is in the cards that julia is really going down so many things so first of all stand up i have so much energy because i'm asleep by like midnight and so stand up is just not the right career for me i do not have time to be late nights you're literally night. saying that you don't want to be a stand up because of your sleep schedule that is yeah, the reason. it's okay. far too many and also it's scary like i don't have jokes written out like i'd need to come up with jokes so i think that's not my calling uh, okay. although i do enjoy going to stand up but there's so many ideas and paths to take i think on one hand like i really am just closing up my first year as an ae so i want to build upon that foundation for a bit more time and just really master like what's going on here because if you think about your first year as an AE and how much you've learned since then it's probably been a lot so I'm looking to do that I think in the future though I'd love to grow my LinkedIn a little bit more and do more things there either make like a community of some sorts or helping people like grow their brand or I don't really know what that looks like quite yet but I do some little side projects here and there to test what I like and don't like mm. have definitely taken on things where I'm like, Oh, why did I do that? So awful. Like, why did I say I would do that? Or you, just like writing stuff. And I'm like, wait, I actually don't know anything about your company. I cannot write a sales email for Yeah. People always used to like ping me and ask me like, Hey, we need help on like our sequences, and like the content creation. Yes. Could you help? I'd be like, no, that no. is not what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Editing them, I love because it's like already we got the foundation there. Let's like mix and match. Let's put that there. Let's chop and block. That I think is fun. The writing from scratch I've decided is, although I've done it and if I think I understand, I can do it. But I'm not, I don't know your company, but yeah. Know what I see you as 
If we were trying to go into try to map out your career path, there's many people who they really want like, hey, let me just move up to enterprise AE, then I'll move up into leadership, then VP of sales and CRO. And yeah, yeah sure, there's value in that path. But for you, I feel like it's a little bit more of the path of an artist or like a rock star. Mm-hmm. Oh, or it's saying, I don't know what they're going to do, but you're going to, they're going to do it because it's like the beat of their heart and they can't do anything else but do that. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's hard too, because so many things change in my, you know, wants and needs like, yeah, in the future, I'd love to be like, obviously in a more senior thing or like even a better AE than I am now, but we're not hundred percent sure what that looks like now, but whatever it is, it's going to be great. It's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. And I have one final question here for you. Oh. And it's the question that you I told you I was going to ask you at the end. Oh. But before I do ask you this question, I do just want to acknowledge you and thank you for being just you. And thank you for would you we said it was a term of endearment for roasting that is your yeah, way that you we show tease because we love you tease because you love thank you for teasing <laughs> because you love and just thanks for just being just like a complete badass this is just who i am motherfuckers like thank this you. Is, that's just it so thank you and, and i witness you for that and i'm inspired what's really cool too about what you do it's like the best form of teaching i feel is by first doing it yourself and yes. you are a teacher simply by you going on your path. And I think a lot of people, very much myself, are inspired to do that too because it's just like receiving from that energetic from what you are coming from. Like, damn, Julie doesn't give a shit. I'm not going to give a shit. That's just like the value that you're putting out there beyond just the roast on LinkedIn. So thank you for that. Of course. I don't have time to give a shit. Like I say a lot of things. I don't have time to be hungover. I don't have time to be tired. I don't have time to give a shit. I just have time to enjoy and just do what I need to do. That's yeah. all I have time for. So that's what I'm going to do. I hear you on that. So here, here's my final question for you. Yes. The show is called The Rising Leader Podcast. Now, my question for you is, what is The Rising Leader? And I'm curious, you can take that question in literally any single way that you would like to. First of all, Alex, what is this question? The rising leader? What does that mean to be the rising leader? It's the new leader that's coming through within this world with the world in a lot of at an inflection point at a unique pain point of saying, what the fuck are we doing here? What is the leader or the types of leaders with or without the title that are rising to guide us to where we need to go? Yes, I think now to be the the people who are emerging, it's like in specific niches. I think there's less pressure to be like the most popular of whatever amongst everyone, but being really good like in your niche, I think is really powerful cuz like I have a very random niche. I'm like this like Gen Z LinkedIn girl, but I found a lot of success. I've made so many amazing friends like you, Alex, And it's also really helped me in my career as well. But I've really zoned in on this really specific weird area of being this kind of like unhinged character on LinkedIn. And I think for that goes to with either your job or your friends or like whatever hobbies you're getting into, like just finding your kind of like really specific funky you. And those are the people who are going to emerge on top. They're going to break apart from the pack and lead with what they really believe in. Mm. Yeah. Well said. I, I told you I was going to answer that question. I was like, listen, you're going to know what the right answer is to that question yeah. based on the conversation. I feel like you did exactly that. 
I didn't understand it at first. I thought it was like, who is the, I'm like, who? Okay. Now I don't know okay. who is the rising leader. I should have given you more context to take ownership. <laughs> no, but then you told me <laughs> we, we got it done. Everyone. So Julia, what is the best way for people if they want to follow you just through LinkedIn or get a hold of you? What's the best way to do so? Yeah. Follow me on LinkedIn, Julia Carter. It's a pretty basic name. Not that hard to find. My tagline says Slay E. Maybe one day it'll be something else. Whenever I get a new title, we're going to have to (laughs) rebrand. We'll go back to the drawing table for that one there. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a brainstorm sesh. But yeah, follow me on LinkedIn. Connect with me. If you connect with me, write a weird note. I'll probably respond. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Julia, thank you so much. And thank you for everybody for listening to this show. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Rising Leader Podcast. Make sure you hit that follow button so you get notified every time a new episode releases. If you know someone who wants to take their lives and their career to the next level, send them this episode so we can all rise together. For more information, check out alluvians.co. We'll see you next time. And in the meantime, keep letting it flow. This episode is brought to you by Alluvians. Alluvians is helping sales professionals and sales leaders master the craft of sales by transforming the inner game. In the past 12 months, we've thrown over four retreats and impacted over 100 tech sales professionals, leaders, and founders on diving in deep on what really matters, but really mastering the craft and being in an incredible community. Our next Arise Immersion is coming up this May 3rd through 5th in the beautiful Austin, Texas area, and make sure you grab your spot. Check out alluvians.co to apply there. Hope to see you there.